Hi, I'm Brandy. I'm Rachel, and you are listening to the Barely Walking Podcast. It's a space dedicated to talking this Christian walk out. Here we discuss the ebbs and flows of our journey as we increase in the knowledge of God as millennial Christian women. All right, let's go. This is our first episode. We're excited about it. Mm-hmm. What are we talking about today, Rachel? We really just want to jump into our why as to what started this, what prompted us to have this conversation. And obviously, we as millennial women are just looking for a safe place to put our thoughts and our ideas in on the basis of our Christian faith. Yeah. So this all came about, I feel like we've been talking about it for a while, but on the onset of all this corona. Yeah, it definitely gave us a space to be able to sit down and think and just have more uh, focused dialogue. Yeah. So, I'm Brandy, by the way, and I'm from Houston, Texas. I'm Rachel, and I reside in Dallas. I don't really know where I'm from. It's a lot of places. So, like, from Houston? To Beaumont, from Beaumont to Dallas. Yeah. So, we met at Lamar University, or... Yeah. Yeah. H-E-B? At our job. We met in Beaumont. Shout out 409, Beaumont, Texas. We we met there. <laughs> <laughs> we are millennials, so we can still say shout out. Right? Okay, shout out 409 where we met. Us and a group of friends. It was really interesting. Um, I guess we, we don't have to divulge, I guess, but... Yeah, like, we met, and it was, like, on the fly, but I feel like our conversations and um, our own relationship didn't really develop until, like, afterwards. So, it was just, like, the intro, like, you know, like, hey. Not afterwards, like, we, I met her through a group of friends that she had already knew that I met in school, and I survived with, I survived college with, basically. Oh, I thought she was going to say survived us. (laughs) No, I survived college with, and then uh, I think after everyone graduated and moving back home, trying to figure out life, um, and then I was left. I came back to Beaumont. Like I feel like I was gone for a weekend. Yeah, <laughs> she made a U turn. Yeah, like I moved out of apartment on a Friday, and then I had a job on that Monday, so I came right back. And I think uh, her still being in Beaumont is kind of what helps. Mm-hmm. create this relationship or yeah. build it because I yeah, feel like we were friends built. but yeah. we were just you know friends of friends like hey. right mm-hmm. right like we were in the mix in the circle but we didn't have our own established relationship especially yes. not to the level that we have now yes which actually makes me think about how the U-turns of life and how the paths and journeys um, you never know the bigger picture, right? Because she was moving away, and then she did a U-turn and came back, and then that's what kind of brought us together. That's kind of interesting because it, it was just like at a transition point in her life and a transition point in mine, actually, now that I think about it. Yeah. So I think that transition is how we've come here to this podcast. So, like, uh, I think we both grew up with a with Christian households. Hers a lot more stricter than mine uh we are destined to get to that in another episode i'm sure yes uh so hers being a little different she is like her father is a i'm a pk yes and my daddy say he is but (laughs) not really so 
But we grew up centered around Christian values. Like both of us grew up in households where obviously we talked about God, we recognized God, we prayed before dinner, listened to gospel music, all of We the, listened to gospel music. All, a lot of a lot of gospel music. spirituals. <laughs> Quartet singing. You can't have gospel music without quartet singing. I just want to plug that in there. Whatever that means. Oh, she's a singer as well, so I don't know what that means. She's a singer, too. (laughs) I know. Y'all will probably hear it one day. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. But, yeah, so that's the gist of it. I mean, we, and like we said, we're just walking out this journey um, and we're walking it out together, and we just thought that it would be nice to kind of include you all in the conversation as well. Yeah. So our why? Why are we here? We're here because I finally drove to Dallas and to film this podcast because I really don't like coming to Dallas. I'm not going to lie to you. I don't like driving down 45, but hey, I am here. It's not always about you. It's not always about me. Yeah, so we got to remember, right? Which I still don't really have a true understanding of her why, as far as why she don't like Dallas. Why it take her so long to come and visit me? Uh, it's not Can a, we talk about that? Ask her how many times I've... Okay, let's not get in off I task. mean, but I feel like it's not a secret. You don't want to accept what I'm telling you. <laughs> I don't like Dallas. <laughs> no, it's not, it's not a secret that you don't like it. The secret is why, though? I don't have no why, cause I'm from Houston. That's what we do. But you know, I can't even go. I can't even go too deep in because I feel like I'm indifferent about Dallas mm-hmm. anyway. But not to get too far off subject. But Dallas we're glad she finally people. came. If for some people, yeah, it does. Mm-hmm. I think it also just depends on you know your why. I mean, why you here? What you came to do? Um, I came for a job, so I work and I go home. Um, I mean, I did that in Houston too, but. But we are glad that she finally drove. Yes. Okay, so our why. Why did we decide to do this podcast? I think um, I love podcasts. Like, I listen to podcasts constantly. Very true. All the time. Uh, I think there was a... I feel like I was missing something in podcasts, like, especially in the Christian space Mm -hmm. of it. Now... I don't know how true that is. Mm-hmm. I think I was also going just off of the knowledge that I had at the moment about who I knew in the podcast, you know, realm, like who I listened to and who they recommended. So I think I found more people, but I feel like there was a voice missing mm-hmm. for us in that space. Right. I don't know. Do you listen to podcasts like I do? Well, see, to and that's what I was going to say. So. She listens to way more podcasts than I do. This often she's like, did you hear this one? Do you know about this one? Do you know about this one? And I think the irony of that is, is that I do appreciate good dialogue and conversation. So with there being a platform centered around that and I not listen to, you know, as many podcasts, um, I, I think that this is um, maybe a good chance for me to kind of step out my comfort zone a little bit or maybe embark on um a journey relative to things that I say that I enjoy because sometimes like it's one thing for you to enjoy reading a good book and then there's another thing for you to be an author to where you now want to kind of um take all the things that you may like about a good book 
but now as an author share them with someone else right so like I can say that I like having dialogue and she and I will converse often and for sometimes hours about all of these ideas and things that we have seen and just wanting to kind of challenge certain thought processes and stuff like that but now taking that and saying taking that and saying hey there there are other people that may have the same thought or same struggle or you know that may want to join in on this um so I think that that's why I was kind of or not even kind of I was really eager to get on board with this and excited about it it took a long time to come down here but I was excited about it because it's like I do like having the dialogue, but now let's not just hold it for ourselves. Let's try to bring other people in on it as well. She always so sentimental, y'all. I am. So how about we also establish um, maybe insight, more insight into our personalities because I can be the sensitive and emotional one. Not emotional like, you know, like I'm going to be crying all the time, but... Um, I do tend to find revelation in, in a lot of things and I'm always trying to get to the root cause. I'm one of those persons that believe that everything has a root. And so sometimes I will dig and dig and dig and dig and dig and go down. It's not always a rabbit hole, but yeah, sometimes. And she kind of like. I'm like, what happened now? Yeah. I missed it. Yeah. How we get so yeah. deep into this. But now on the other side of it, though, she has a deep perspective, too. And I think the thing that I appreciate the most is that we kind of allow each other to be in our own mental spaces without kind of forcing like our perspectives on one another mm -hmm. but we also give that free space to say well hey i think of it like this or i think of it like that and she has um an open-mindedness or um her perspective is multi-dimensional you know <laughs> where she's able to kind of you know, say, let's look at it fancy. this, let's look at it as that, let's look at it at this. And y'all are here, she's silly too. Multidimensional. Mm -hmm. mm. That's how I would describe it. Because mm -hmm. it is like sometimes she'll say, well, what about this? Or, or think about it like that. And then you can't help but to kind of take your brain out and kind of turn it around and be like, oh, yeah, there's another side to that. Okay. I get that. I kind of got thrown off by multi-dimensional because, you know, I watch a lot of, like, uh, sci-fi, a lot of superheroes and stuff. I like, always talking about, like, the multiverse and stuff, so that's where my mind went. See? But, but that's, that's <laughs> to me, that that kind of um, confirms that multi-dimensionalness because it's, like, sometimes when you see a person and you're thinking, oh, I'm automatically going to think that this is her mindset or, you know, because she's black and a woman she probably is interested in like this genre or this one area one spectrum of thinking and this chick over here watches sci-fi all the time all the time miss me some of that sappy stuff i mean like i don't but feel see, like i don't need all the sap either but we're gonna get to that in another conversation okay, too okay so our why come on i I, I feel like we are still on our why oh. i gave my why Oh, why? I gave my watch too. Okay. All right. So then, what's next? So, uh, because this is a new podcast, we're going to try to 
uh, do a little get to know a segment right? as an intro. Like you're gonna see our personality as this goes on, but like a whole uh, question just as an intro. Yeah, like kind of just introducing each other, bringing you into our world. What makes you feel inspired? That's the one that I was reading, no doubt. So, okay, you want to take this one first? No, I'm asking you first. What makes you feel inspired or like your She's best also bossy. Okay. Um, no, not bossy. If you ask me a question, I'm going to try to answer it unless. I didn't even think you heard that. <laughs> so, what makes me feel inspired? Inspired or my best self. So for me, that's twofold. Um, what makes <laughs> what makes me feel inspired is when I feel like there is obviously going to be a positive outcome, and that there is going to be someone to benefit from what I'm doing. As simple as running an errand for somebody or doing a podcast to where they'll listen to it and take something that's going to help them throughout their day. Just um, feeling like I'm being positively intentional. So for me, my inspiration comes from 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 that and just trying to some kind of way be a beacon of light even if I don't know it like even if I don't know it but just to have that underlying belief that something that I'm doing is gonna help um so then feeling like my best self the reason why I say that is twofold is because I can have an inspiration and then I get like riled up and really really excited and I'm just really really wanting it to work and then the moment that it doesn't even though it started with good intentions and good inspiration I will no longer feel like my best self I will feel like you're not the good Ray like what did you do like you messed it up so um when I feel my best self is when I have been successful and advantageous of whatever I've inspired, I've been inspired to do and was successful at it. Okay. What about you? So I like to create things, right? I like to um, take pictures with my phone, make videos, do a lot of crafts. Uh, I like to I feel like I feel most inspired when I'm just doing something just to do it. When my creativity is now a, a, a job or a task, I don't feel that inspired. But when it's like me freely expressing, I feel uh, inspired in that situation, in those situations. Um, I don't know about my, your, my best life. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of gracious with myself, so I don't have like a... Um, like a, a moment where I feel like I'm not living my best life. Maybe when I'm, um, I can sit on the couch and watch TV all day too, so maybe not then. Uh, maybe when I <laughs> feel like I'm doing a whole bunch of stuff for everyone else and not doing anything for me because I have that uh, people pleaser situation happen, which I'm pretty sure it's going to talk about later. Heck yeah. But I am a people pleaser and I'm working on not being that. So when I find myself... Uh, now having a whole to-do list for a whole bunch of different people because I feel like I am a very social person. Mm-hmm. 
I tend to exert myself in ways that are not always necessary. So I don't think I live my best life that way. I have a question. Mm -hmm. So going back to your inspiration being rooted in not having it be a task or a duty, is that also like you not having the potential to for this to be scored or like graded or um, for you to get like an A or a B on it? Like you just want freedom to express and not have it judged in any kind of way? Yeah. Because everyone looks at things that are meant to be creative with some type of interpretation of what it should be, right? Uh, so, like, when I create videos for work, it's hard for me, especially if it's not my idea. When it's coming from someone else, I'm having to literally take someone's thoughts and ideas, suggestions that they have in their head, and have them to create them. Mm-hmm. And then everybody doesn't know how to explain what it is that they want and so and I also have to fight me just taking what they say and me interpreting it to how I want it to be when I know that's not the best for my job because my job is to get their um convey their message Mm -hmm. not just my own message Uh that's what I don't like because then I feel a lot of pressure to perform Which could be tied into um, your best self because I think that when you, from what you said, is when you feel your best self is when it it's not contingent upon other people's perspectives yeah. or, you know, anything like that. So it's like I feel my best self when or, you know, in your voice. Um, you feel your best self when you can just be you. And something that you said was how gracious you are towards yourself. That's something that she and I talk about all the time because I myself am hard on myself and I am critical. And she reminds me like, hey, give yourself grace for this moment, this moment. Like how she was telling about she can, you know, relax and sit on the couch and just not think and not do and whereas myself yes I will be scattered and running and like yesterday I was feeling horrible took a nap and I woke up and I was like okay I feel you know kind of anxious because I took a nap so just to kind of um, that's one of the things that I, I admire it's like the graciousness and that's something that I have to work on um, it's being more gracious and that's a journey. Like that's a part of the journey that we discussed about, you know, coming into the knowledge of God about mm-hmm. how he is gracious and how we have to see ourselves in that same light, in that same manner of grace that he has for us. Because, um, when we are our best selves to God, maybe in our weakest moments when we are most honest to him and when we are just being exactly who he made us to be as imperfect as that can be like to God we are perfectly imperfect Mm -hmm. um but navigating through that and going through your moments like myself when I am feeling inspired and I have set out with good intentions and then it doesn't happen how I expected and then not feeling like I'm no longer my best self because of that but how God is probably like 
nah, Ray, like you still, you're still good. You know, I never said, when did I say you weren't good just because that inspiration that you had didn't turn out? Also, I think uh, we have to remember that even when we have expectations of ourselves and we fail them, I feel like we still have to figure out what exactly we had to come to to even get to this moment. Mm-hmm. Like, at one point did we, did this, uh, did we not execute this well? What mm-hmm. happened there? Because I feel like there was a whole bunch of stuff that you did do right, but all you're remembering is what you did not do right. Right. And so I think we have to remember, you know, the whole journey of it all. Like, even this Christian walk, this Christian walk is not about the end. Like, it's not about us reaching heaven. Like, that's the reward based on yes. his sacrifice. Yes. Nothing that the journey of it all is the what's most important. The people that you do community with, the people that you uh, talk to every day, the people that you come in contact with, how are you treating them? How are you helping the next generation and the generation after that? Mm-hmm. How are you helping uh, generations before you? Yeah. That's what's most important. And uh, even if we fail ourselves or someone else, remembering that it we still have another day especially if we wake up like we still have another day to continue that right and it's not just about our actions yeah because even now like when you're saying that i'm thinking about how scripture references um it does reference heaven as far as like what it looks like and when we'll get there but more than anything it talks about taking care of the widows it talks about treating um the poor what you do to the least of them so just like she was saying um it's like yeah heaven is the reward but the instructions the example that god gave uh, jesus gave when he was here and instructions that are in the bible or references or you know it talks about faith is more so about the journey it's about what you've done along the way it's about the faith and the trust and your heart and the grace that we give to each other um, the grace that we give to ourselves and even gifts you know the the parable or the situation where they had um the men that were given gifts and the one person that buried his and he came back and he was like you know you wasted your gift like what mm-hmm. are you doing so it's even that even using your gifts and finding a way to make yourself useful because how are you going to when you get to heaven hear the well done like what is he going to be complimenting you on even even the moments where you needed the most grace or you messed up the most um he's gonna be like you tried i saw you i saw you fall but i saw you get up the just man falls you know but he continues to get up so i think that that's what he's gonna be come on right I'm just gonna come with it. <laughs> yeah we've been in church in a long time so we gotta look. <laughs> yeah but this i think that's that's true that's true and i i, I be in church like <laughs> taking all the notes and missing it and we're after church and she's like that was good i'm like yeah i gotta go back and read my notes yeah it was good to figure out what was going on <laughs> yeah to every, yeah. every thing. thing she gotta rewind it amen but yeah so i think that was a very good point about the journey all right you want to do one fun one yes okay because that one got a little a little deep but that's okay that's gonna happen i'm just gonna let y'all know right now that's that's Keep your eyes and ears open for that. That's going to happen. Y'all be gracious with us. We walk in this thing. Mm-hmm. Okay, something fun off off the dome. Okay? 
Let's off the dome. Come on with it. Let's see what you got. See, I had a good one and I now I'm, You I lost feel, it? Now I feel nervous. Why? Because it's deep. Like, you know how you said, I'm gonna I don't want to keep it surface. Let's go. You know how you said when you got expectations, I want to make sure I'm thinking what you. Okay. Um, off the dome. Best trip you've ever taken and why? Ooh. Okay. Hmm. I don't know, girl. I took some good trips. Let me see. What's the best trip you ever taken? See, it's about to get deep. Let me tell y'all. <laughs> So I was thinking while she was talking. And I have been to Honduras. I've been to Niagara Falls. I've been to Washington. She got some stamps on her passport. I've crossed off some of my lists now. I still haven't made it to Nairobi and Ghana. That's on the, the top of the top. But one that I reflect on often is... New York. I've always wanted to go to New York, and so I had a good friend of mine who was living there. This is going to give you more insight into me, too, because there are a lot of things that's like on my mind that is sometimes I, I do like finally, like it's been on my mind for like seven months now, I just finally do it. And I'm usually at the point to where I've been pushed, like God just came and kind of pushed me off the curb. So a friend of mine lived there and their job was changing. And so it was like, either you're gonna come down or win. So I had developed this fear of flying. Now I've always enjoyed the idea of flying and traveling, um, but I am a pensive person. So one time I just was thinking too much. And I was like, you know, hey, you're relying on aerospace and gravity and there's nothing under you. And I just thought myself into a fear of flying. But knowing that, I was like, okay, I didn't have it at first, so I'm going to undo it. And I really wanted to go, and I wanted to visit. So I just was like, you know what, I'm going to get on this plane. I'm going to get on the plane. And I was sitting next to a lady named Tony, And she was like, you're not scared? And I was like, no, like I'm here now. I'm strapped in. There's nothing I can do. Whatever's going to happen is going to happen. And when the plane started to take off, I just got so excited. And that's still, to this day, my favorite part of any flight is the takeoff. It's like you're getting pulled back, and then you just jump off into the sky. So... It's your it's that That's, release of freedom. That release maybe, of Maybe. Because like, we're here now. Yeah. I might as well go ahead and feel I mean, she was like, This is your first like she really didn't believe it because of how calm I was. And what I told myself was this is God's sky and it's his my life is his. And so it's like whatever's gonna happen is gonna happen. Like he already knew it. So if I wake up and I'm up there with him, that's cool. So anyway, so I was on a plane, took off and I had so much fun in New York, like so much fun. And I, I got to see one of my favorite Broadway, um, well, my favorite, one of my favorite literary pieces, um, Les Mis, on Broadway. And so I just felt like, man, like, you know, I won twice. And it was just a very good trip. I mean, I did a whole lot of walking, I met a lot of people, my feet didn't hurt. I mean, it was a good trip. And I think it was mostly because that was an instance where I had to challenge my perspective. I had to challenge myself. Um, and I just jumped out there and did it. And I also had to trust, you know, God and the timing and I mean it was just a good it was a very good trip okay so I think 
I think my favorite trip I've ever taken, I think it's the trip to... Hmm. St. Lucia? No. I actually think it's the... Uh, the most recent trip I've taken Charleston? to Charleston. Charleston, yeah. So I went to Charleston and I think I, I don't think I, I always wanted to go to Charleston, right? But I didn't really understand the history of Charleston. I just like the way it looked, right? I just want to go and see, you know, the pineapple, like a waterfall. That was it. But I just wanted to go to Charleston, look like a pretty city. But the history in Charleston is what, like, I love history. So the history of Charleston uh, kind of took me by surprise. So like learning about the Gullah Geechee people, I think that has been the most interesting thing because they have held on to a language and a culture that many black people in America, unless you're like part of that, like that immigrant like you can't you come from a place and your parents or your parents parents were from there like i don't i haven't known any other country but america right so i don't think i have that connection to any other type of country but not saying that they have that connection but they have a culture that remind that uh that reminds them of that that journey Mm -hmm. um so i don't know if you all know about them but you should really look into them because it's a very interesting like they have their own language mm-hmm. their own culture uh charleston i feel like does a lot to try to uh, keep that culture pure like make sure that it continues to be passed down from generation to generations and i think that's one thing i feel like we miss a lot is uh ha- having like we know history right not the you know not the stuff that they taught us in school but (laughs) we know history Mm -hmm. we know facts about it but we don't have that actual connection to it unless it's something that your family continues to tell you right we don't have that personal connection Mm -hmm. and i think that's what i appreciate about the uh the Gullah Geechee people like they still have that connection from generation to generation yeah so i think that was my favorite trip now, was I've ever taken. Was there something in that trip besides like um, what you observed? Mm-hmm. Was there something in that trip that you actually brought back with you and applied? I don't know. I feel like it's just the like you you gave very good observations and things that you know stood out to you that were. Um, Like, you had great insight, but was there anything that you actually was able to say, huh, I have a revelation on that, but it also, I want to kind of bring that into my world. Like, I saw it in their world, but there's something that I actually want to bring into my world. Mm -mm. Like, when you mentioned the history and then going beyond history as far as implementation like there are things that we have in history that we um are still relevant because we've been intentional about you know traditions and things like that so maybe was it the fact that you want to maybe reach out to like your younger generation or younger cousins or whomever that you may be around and make sure that they know about history like because you saw how they continued their history and they didn't lose it and you're like well here in our family before you got here 
this, 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 and this, did that, did that like kind of make you maybe, because you already have an appreciation for history. So did it kind of emphasize your appreciation for history? Like, did it kind of say, see, this is why I like history and this is why it's important. And when I go back home, I'm going to make sure so-and-so. No, baby. No, baby, it didn't. Let me tell you what it did. It made me interested in the Gullah people, right? The Gullah Geechee people, right? Mm-hmm. And it made me just want to do research into them. Um, but no, it didn't. Uh uh-uh. uh. I mean, I, I mean, I feel so. Family, right? I have a huge. Y'all, she got three full trees. <laughs> I got a huge family, right? I feel like we. Uh, I don't know. I feel like we have conversations about our family members. But it's different from having a conversation about family members and their, uh, what we remember about them, right? And making sure that the younger generation understands who this person was. Like, um, why, like if they see a, pi- a picture of them, they'll still be able to tell you this is so-and-so. Right. This is what she did. Right. Or uh, this is what she may have been known for in the family. Or like, mm-hmm. you know, she made them good black up. You know what I mean? Yes. Like something like that. Yeah. Um, I think, but I feel like we've always, we've always done, done that in our family. Okay. So I don't know. I, I don't, I haven't had a conversation with anybody about my experience in North Carolina, I mean, South Carolina altogether. Like I didn't feel like a... I want you, like, my little cousin, like, I want you to sit down. Let me tell you about the Gullah Geechee. Like, I don't think I ever, I don't have that, that desire. Well, something that stood out when you when you and I were talking about your visit was you did tell me about the people. Mm-hmm. And you also talked about how they worshipped. Like, there was... Um, I think it was a church or a tour or something that you went on and they were detailing about how the people at that time, how they worshiped and then how they were challenged to change their worship and how they, um, like stayed also stayed true to their worship style and how they would praise openly at the, I think it was actually slaves. It was a church. So yeah, I went to this plantation and they have a they have what they call a praise house and um it was the place that they were the only place that they were allowed to worship in right mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying okay you know what i'm saying okay that just kind of always re- like stayed in my mind um just because it kind of reiterated the the importance of like owning your truth and your relationship, um, taking responsibility for it. Yeah, and, and with, affirming with and affirming and and you, like how you relate to your Jesus. This is a this is a term that I literally heard in that um, praise house. Like when you go there to those like plantations, because you know they're we're gonna talk about those plantations another time. But when you go to these plantations, right, you have this tour, right? But you have to remember that this is the heart and soul of America, right? And you have to understand that these tours, um, while they are interesting for you to go on, you have to reverence 
what it actually was, mm-hmm. right? Not just try to look at it as it was like just history. Mm-hmm. Like you actually having a connection to it. Mm-hmm. And if you're not count- careful, the tour guides would tell a story like this is just a story, not yes. as it being part of history, right? right. So, but I, I heard something in, so when you go into like these different like uh, shacks and stuff, like they have, like you can hit a button and you can listen to narration, right? But something a part of that in the praise house caught my attention. He said that slaves had to constantly affirm their humanity, and I think that 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 I brought that with me. Like mm-hmm. I brought maybe that's maybe that's what it is. I brought that with me. How we have to constantly affirm our humanity. That's important. I think that's um, a fight that we will constantly be fighting. Like us being black, us being women, like we will constantly have to affirm our humanity. Us being Christians, like that's something where we'll, we will constantly have to do, but we will have to remember that it is a fight worth fighting. Uh, that's good. And, and you said you brought it back. That's one thing that you brought it back. How so? I think I don't, so I feel like I've, I have a, a term for it now. Mm. I, I can put my thoughts and my heart to words now. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what it was. I think that I have always been like an advocate for people expressing themselves how they how they feel to express themselves. Mm-hmm. Even in the most... True. That is true. Even in the most... Um, ratchet? Yeah. Can I say that word? Yeah. Ratchet way? Free? Free? Like, however you want, like, however you have expressed yourself, because one thing about it, your expression, the way you express yourself is based on the life that you've lived and the things that you've seen in your experiences, right? The experiences right? have shaped you. Yes. And sometimes we have to be careful not to look at people and how they act and how they talk and all this stuff and think that they're less of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I also like how you mentioned understanding history that is actually a part of you. Uh, mm-hmm. Because something that I always pull apart, and I'm sure it's been said other places too, is the reason why it's history is because it's his story. Mm-hmm. And his, I say interchangeably, just like in the Bible when it references man, it's not just man as far as the genital, it's, it's man as far as the creation of God. And so when I say his story, it's interchangeable in that same way. And so you have to remember that history is such because it once was someone's story it was his his story and even uh, aside from slavery aside from you know certain eras like you said person to person Mm -hmm. understanding their basis their root their story things that have shaped them and um molded them in certain ways affected them in certain ways really seeing that that attachment that Mm -hmm. this is you know who they are like you said back then that this history is actually a part of us and it actually uh, could channel or stimulate a lot of the things that um, affect us today or how we have to continue to affirm certain things and we will get to it, I'm sure, in another conversation because you mentioned your reference to the slave houses and the tour guards, tour guides, you know, making it look a certain way, and um, which 
sometimes create a false narrative of the history that's really there. And, and I know with myself, something that I've grown into is, or that has always kind of been a challenge is seeing the the big picture without all the pieces being there. Like I'm one of the persons where I have to see all the pieces. Like I have to know, I can't just take bits and pieces and still, I'm not one of those persons that's able to see like the whole thing. So a lot of the history that, that you know, has been referenced in school or in the past, like you think like, oh man, that happened, that's really, really bad. But when you, go on tours of plantations or when you actually have a conversation with someone that may be on the corner and it's like well I actually had a life before this such and such happened to me this changed my life I am now here or even just sitting with somebody on the pew in church next to you and them being all dressed up but their mind is discombobulated like they're just stressed out in this you know something that happened history could have been 10 minutes ago a day before, two years ago, that happened, and they're sitting in church and they're trying to still, you know, deal with it and handle it. Um, so I, I like how, you know, you said, and she is good with trying to see people where they are and um, trying to understand a person's history. And, and I think that it's good for us to try to understand our own or our fellow sister in Christ. Yeah. See, that got deep again. Yeah, because okay. that's what you always want to do. Right, so what's your favorite color? Uh, Can we green. talk about emerald green? Emerald, you have to emphasize emerald. emerald green. She has a fascination with the emerald green color. She tries to put it on everything. I'm surprised our back background is an emerald green i love emerald green it's such a pretty color to look at green is also the color of prosperity okay come on now mm-hmm. what's your favorite color so we can black this thing. Oh. and navy blue black mostly black because black. black is beautiful in its essence i like the depth of it i like the way that you can dress can it up or down black <laughs> My favorite color is deep. <laughs> That's my favorite color. Deep. Black. Or navy blue. Because I like, I love water. Blue is good too. Alright y'all. Well, that was episode one. I think we, I mean, we've been at this thing for a minute. Yeah. And this was just supposed to be the introduction. Yes. And I think we got a little deeper than we, we expected to. It was supposed to be an intro, surface level. Welcome to our podcast. This is what, it's gonna, <laughs> this is what y'all going to get. <laughs> Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed. Until Bye. next time.